Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. I'm going to jump extra quickly into my interview with today's guest, Annie Caps, because I already know there are going to be a lot of bonus excerpts and a much longer, full, uncut version of this interview on northernspiritradio.org. In the interest of giving you as much time with Annie Caps as possible, I'll say less here. Annie's music has sometimes been called Midwest Urban Folk, it's been called Folk Therapy, and the songs that she'll be sharing today are from an especially deep and somewhat confessional collection of music called How Can I Say This? My thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance today, and let's jump directly to my Zoom interview with Annie Caps outside of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Welcome back, Annie, to part two of Annie Cap's Song of the Soul. Thanks, Mark. It's great to be here. And it's great to see you back in 2016 when we did the original interview. I think we were just doing it by phone. Oh, yeah. And it's wonderful to see you and to see your office there. In my chaos, (laughs) where a lot of the magic gets made. (laughs) (laughs) And over the years, for a lot of years now, you've been performing with your husband, Rod Caps, as well. But I contacted you this time and you said, well, you've got this really special project that you're into. How can I say this? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Tell our listeners what, how can I say this, what the project's about, where it came from. Well, How Can I Say This, as you so gracefully segued for me, is the title of the album. And the title wasn't there originally, but I was writing a lot of songs over COVID. And essentially, I think like everybody, we were all kind of found ourselves with extra time on our hands. And I have, I'm fortunate to have a lot of songwriting angels in my life. And you know Jan Christ. I like to blame her for the impetus of some of this. I just was writing a lot of songs that felt like they were in a different pool that didn't feel like they fit with the Annie and Rod Caps vibe. Certainly subject matter wise, I was exploring some painful memories of my youth. And I feel like I was in a place to look back at these things with some perspective. You know, some of it gets a little heavy and dark and others of it is just sort of looking at things in a playful way. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But the title track, How Can I Say This, started with one simple line, the first line of the song, and got put away. I love you more than I ever can say, but I need you to leave me alone. I was sitting in my office. It was COVID. Rod was working at home. He was here every single day. It was, I am a very solitary writer. And when he's pacing back and forth behind the door, and when he's kind of maybe tapping on the door to ask me a question, I might be in the middle of doing something or working really hard on the something. The song is not about him, but that line came out because at that moment I was like, I just need to be alone right now. And then later, my friend Jenny Benneman asked 
Rod and I to participate in her haiku milieu. And she invited me to write a song inspired by one of her haiku. Ultimately, the song became about myself and sort of breaking up with the inner voices in my head, the things that tell me I'm not good enough. And whether they were voices that came from my mother or my father or society or even the neighborhood kids who can be mean, you know, those those are the things that start to inform your own self-image. Ultimately, I started just writing about that darkness in my head that I wanted to get rid of and also, but finding love for myself in the process. And so I can say that became when the light bulb went off, that this became the title track of the album. It made perfect sense because it wasn't just about the, how can I say this for the song, but it was also the rest of this that I wanted to say. So in the song, the you that is referred to is actually a number of different yous, but it's the sure. voice of society. It's it's not Rod necessarily, even no. though he's clanging around in the hallway behind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes a line sh- shows up because something, you know, whatever you see out your window. But I am a very much a songwriter who allows a song to tell me what it's about. I don't generally sit down to write a song deliberately about something. Like, that's never my intention. I let the words sort of start to speak to me as they flow, or the music in this case. This entire album, I think, is safe to say 70, 80% of it was written music first. Oh, really? Unusual for me. Yeah. Like, I would sit down with my guitar and was playing around with some altered tunings and just having fun finding melodies in that way, which was not my typical MO. I've completely shifted from all words first, then find the music in my initial phases of writing. So yeah, it's been fun. Well, folks, for Song of the Soul today, and this is the second time we've had Annie Caps here for Song of the Soul, we're starting off with the title track, if you will, for her latest project. The album is called How Can I Say This? So here's Annie Caps with kind of the fountain out of which this album came. I love you more than I ever can say, but I need you to leave me alone. It's not you, it's me, goes the dreaded cliché Bending your will to my own How can I say this without breaking your heart? You are the voice I've been holding on to Now I need you to leave me alone Losing myself in this longing for you My power has been overthrown How can I say this Without breaking your heart How can I say this Without breaking your heart I just need to know what it feels like I need to know what it feels like Without you under my skin Indelibly attached to my trembling bones You are a part of my anatomy But I need you to leave me alone 
can I say this without breaking your heart? How can I say this without breaking your heart? Fortunate to have today our guest Annie Caps. She's back for the second time on Song of the Soul. Last time, almost seven years ago, that song is the title track from her latest project. It's a solo project, which is different than when she performs with her husband Rod. And they've got lots of music out there. You should check out their website, which is MaynardMusic.com. It's of course linked on NordenSpiritRadio.org, but. The place you want to go right now is to AnnieCaps.com, which is about her solo project. How Can I Say This is the album and the song. And, you know, I love you more than words can say and then leave me alone. (laughs) You said along the way, back in 2016 when I talked to you, you talked about how you were such a silent, introverted person. You don't seem like that when I talk to you, but, you know, is it only when you're talking to publicity folks that you're so charming and outgoing? (laughs) Well, I think you've probably experienced this, but most artists are introverts first. And then, you know, there's this kind of turning it on when you get on stage. I did this anything but alone. It's solo only in so much as that, you know, me being known as an Annie and Rod Caps duo, this is now the Annie Caps solo project. But there are over 40 women on this album, most of whom are dear friends, a few who I are were just acquaintances and I consider good friends, but, you know, amazing people, talented people of the community that are names that a lot of our folk community would recognize were willing to lend their talents to make these songs come to life. And I chose people like Tracy Grammer, The Accidentals, Susie Vinnick, um, Cheryl Prashker on drums, another drummer, Carolyn Keeble around here, bass players, Talisha Williams from The Wild Ponies, dear friends who are not, you know, known to our community, but one from the West Coast and one from Savannah, just, and then singers, like the list of singers, Louise Mosry-Combe, Edie Carey, Catherine Miles. Oh, the list is endless and a whole bunch of local ones. I'm going to forget people, but. (laughs) 
again, it's all women through the music and the production. And you probably produced a lot of songs. So maybe there's another one you want to share right away. Oh, well, let's go back to the first cut of the album. The song My Eden sort of sets the stage for this young girl who's was born or raised by a strict Catholic mother, mostly a wonderful woman, but very devout. And we were learning to confess our sins when we were very young. But at the same time, dad was in the basement with his drums, his fully stocked bar. We had a movie theater in the basement where the neighborhood kids would come over and watch Laurel and Hardy movies and, you know, dance to records. My dad actually made a double DJ turntable. So that was where I spent our basement and boys, you know. So that was kind of like, essentially, I set the stage for this young girl who really is just looking for love from everybody, mom, dad, dad being the elusive one. And then, of course, boys starting later in life, a little bit later, as I start getting into my teen years. And I think that it also sort of sets the stage for some of the guilt Kind of like that weight of that comes along that, you know, you're a sinner. These things that you desire are not wholesome, are not, are not right. <laughs> but the interesting thing about it is that idea of the sinner really is coming from your sacred mom, your very religious mom, as opposed to your dad, who is like... Oh, yeah. He was a class A sinner. Yeah, I learned a lot of... I always jokingly talk about, like, the things we talk about impressionable youngins. I became more of my father <laughs> in a lot of ways. I learned a lot from him of what not to do. And unfortunately, I didn't learn the not to do part until after the fact. But yeah, the examples set by the two of them were radically different. I like to think I have enough of both to be the good stuff from both of them. <laughs> But, you know. Well, let's listen to My Eden. Again, Annie Caps is here. Her solo music project is via her website, AnnieCaps.com. Let's go to Eden.
A Trip with Sinners and Saints, My Eden, is by Annie Caps. AnnieCaps.com is where you want to check that out. All the lyrics are on the site, and you can find all the tracks. And, I mean, come on, just this is you want to get the picture of the whole album, which is called How Can I Say This? The song, My Eden, is very interesting, and I'm not quite sure, but I think there's both an attraction and a repulsion going on at the same time. There was an apple, there was a serpent, there's sin and sacrament. You've got these two dancing together, and I have the sense of you looking both left and right, and sin, sacrament, hmm, well, should I? I don't know. As you said, you probably followed some of the stuff that gets described as sin more than you should have along the way, but you found some kind of a balance there, came back from that. How sacramental, how saintly are you now? <laughs> That's good. You know, Mark, more often than not, the people who are doing the interview capture the essence of these songs better than I sometimes can explain them because they come from lots of different places, but distilling it down to that kind of that juxtaposition between sin and sacrament and also the apple and serpent and the temptation coming back to the Garden of Eden, original sin. These were the stories we were told when we were young that again, informed us and we had to be baptized to cleanse ourselves of the sin that we were born with. We did nothing, but somehow we were born with sin. Before we even knew what a sin was, we were on our knees confessing to a priest, asking them to, you know, and, and you learn that this is how you get away with stuff. You know you're going to go to confession, so <laughs> it doesn't matter if I did something bad. I can just go and cleanse myself. So also that kind of forgiveness is powerful. And it's also a common thread through this album, starting out with the kid begging for forgiveness and later on looking for a way to be forgiving. But yeah, just a real conflict of stories that we're told. I think when we're young, Eve being painted as the bad girl, the temptress, the apple versus the serpent is just, again, the serpent being the devil as we're taught and the apple being that temptation what we really want is some more of the stories and song that Annie Caps got to deliver us. What do we got next? Well, that segue is lovely into Dirty Little Secret because as we're talking so much, and I, part of the reason I chose this one in addition to Eden, when you get to Dirty Little Secret at this point, I can still, not to harp on the whole confessional thing, but honestly, that is, we're taught to tell when we do something wrong, confess. I'm one of those people that unfortunately can't help herself. You know, I'm always sharing my faults with people and I don't necessarily like keeping secrets, but we all have things that we've done in our lives that are not morally, well, let's just call them, they are morally suspect. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. And in some cases, pretty bad. And I'm not going to, you know, obviously this song doesn't divulge anything. The point of the song is to say, you know, at some point there's no need to confess everything. Because in some cases, when you confess, you're unburdening yourself, but you're dumping that burden on somebody else. My mother doesn't need to know all the things that were morally <laughs> suspect in my life. It's not going to make her feel better. You know, I don't need to sit down and confess everything to my mom. And I joke about the time I got 
suspended from high school like for a day. I got called to the office because a handful of my girlfriends and I, one of their parents was out of town and we got together at their house and I had, you know, lifted a bottle of vodka. My dad used to get the big jugs, you know, the big gallon things. I lifted a bottle of vodka from the basement (laughs) and I took this. You know, there was probably this much left at the bottom. We didn't drink that much, but we had, you know, vodka and orange juice for breakfast and we got to school late. Somebody got alcohol smelled on their breath. We all got called to the office one at a time. They called our parents to see who was missing the vodka. Like, I don't know who confessed to the vodka in the first place because I didn't tell. And my mother would never she doesn't drink. She doesn't know the bar. She doesn't know if there's an ounce or a whole bottle missing. You know, she said, no, it didn't come from our house. And <laughs> I was basically told I had to go home and my mother took me shopping. And now my mother was not a, she was strict. She was not the type to shirk punishment if you did something wrong, but she just, she believed me. And I'm, pretty sure later I did tell her that in a, you know, joking thing, laughing. And she's like, oh, I knew. And I said, oh, you did not know. (laughs) That's a more one of the benign examples of things that, you know, I mean, I'm not proud of everything that I did in my life. And I can admit that it was bad, but I don't have to unburden myself to anybody to feel better. So we've got Annie Caps here in the confessional today for Song of the Soul. <laughs> and here's her song, Dirty Little Secret. Wherever I 
was Annie Caps sharing her dirty little secret. <laughs> One of the songs on her latest release, it's called How Can I Say This? It's a solo project she did. You heard a lot of beautiful women playing music and singing in all of these songs. It's rich with some of the greatest talent that I've been able to interview, and I've interviewed a handful of people who you've had on there, including Audra Kubat. I didn't mention her. I interviewed oh. hers maybe six months ago and just love her, too. Audra's lovely. And, of course, you can find those on my website, nordenspiritradio.org. And I've got all of my guests of the past, including my interview with Annie back in 2016. Follow the links. You can connect to her solo site, anniecaps.com, where you'll find the How Can I Say This project. And you can find the website that she shares the music that she and Rod make together, maynardmusic.com. The links are on there, including all these links to all these other people we've mentioned. My interviews with Tracy Grammer and with Aaron Zindel and Audra Kubat and Jan Christ. I've got interviews with all of these people on my site, and you can track them down, connect with them. There's also a place on the site for you to post comments. Please make our communication two-way by posting a comment when you visit. You can also donate to Northern Spirit Radio. How do I fund this full-time work that I do? It's through your donations, not through government and not through corporations. So please, on NordenSpiritRadio.org, follow all that, and then come back and listen to the entire album by Annie Caps. How Can I Say This? Dirty Little Secret was one of the songs, and got some hint of the deep dark secrets that Annie is carrying in her past. But as you say, Annie, they don't all need to be said and it won't necessarily serve good. And it's so interesting, the thought you have, you know, confession, the Catholic upbringing both you and I had, how that can free you to go out and sin again. Okay, I got that one off. I could start anew. I, what's for this week? Yeah, Exactly. Well, we're talking on rather long, and I know that I'll have to cut some of this. It'll be on my website as bonus excerpts, and I'll have the full uncut version. But for broadcast, I got 55 minutes. So what song shall we include next in those 55 minutes? My father's house was the one I was going to do next. And this one is probably one of the most visceral and definitely very honest. And it came from a prompt. I have a songwriting group that I got started with just around the pandemic called The Songsmiths, and we get a prompt every month, and we write a song. And the prompt was my father's house. That was the actual prompt. And I had just gotten a call from my dad's widow that the house that she and my father lived in for almost 40 years was being torn down. She said, they're taking a wrecking ball to your father's house. This was not the house I grew up in, but it was a house I spent a lot of time in. And sort of in our later years, my dad and I had a relationship. He was killed in a car accident at 65. Things were just starting to kind of get, our relationship was kind of good. He was chilling out. He was mellowing. He wasn't drinking anymore. I loved my father very much. Um, this song is the dad I grew up with, the one that was drinking, the one that I was afraid of, the one who would not be home very often. And when he was home, you never knew which dad you were going to get. And I am continually stunned by how many people say that that was my childhood that I, I was describing. It was a tough one to write, but it came out of complete honesty and also finding that place of forgiveness. 
which leaves us room to build a new one. The song is by Annie Capps, My Father's House. house is coming 
I'm sure that song by Annie Caps could have hit you many different ways, folks, my listeners for Song of the Soul. The song, My Father's House, definitely touches on some tender parts in our relationships. And it's so hard because often we love this mother, this father. They're part of the many important good things in our lives. And there's a darker side, too, which that song brings out. I was afraid, Annie, to talk to you too much about it because I was afraid there might be really some deep, dark secrets that I have no need to drag those out for the public. But I was also wondering out of respect if there was something I should ask you about that. What can you say more about that song? I think I'm pretty clear in this album. You know, I don't think there's a way to misinterpret. However, as you so gracefully asked, this could be interpreted to be a very, very horrible situation. And I was never sexually abused by my father. I was never abused to the point of, yeah, he had a temper. He was not easy. And I grew up being afraid of him because you never knew what was going to set him off. And he got physical sometimes, but certainly not to the point of beatings. Anyways, to your point, I think if somebody did experience more horrific acts of violence and assault from father or family member or in that way, and this song speaks to them in that way, I'm not going to interfere with it. But I don't necessarily want to paint my father as that sort of abuser. And I want to be clear about that. Again, listeners, this song, My Father's House, is in the context of Annie Cap's album, How Can I Say This? And it really is about approaching the tender places in life. And sometimes they're even a little bit amusing, right? All the things that are hard to say are not vile things, necessarily. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> in interest of getting as much in as we can, share another song now, please. The anthem of the album is called Crowded. When I got to this point in the album, this was another prompt, and I think the prompt was fire. I don't know why I just found this metaphor of yelling fire in a crowded room or in a theater, right? But in this case, this is the crowded space is in my head. So this is kind of reflecting backwards to all those voices in my head that get in the way and that, you know, I want to get out of there because they're no longer welcome. And that's part of it. But then as the song sort of starts to evolve, this is, I mean, just the cliche, the oyster coming out of her shell, the butterfly metamorphosizing. Blue. Wait a minute. Do oysters come out of shells? I don't think. I probably, but when they do, they are usually getting eaten. <laughs> okay. It's the oyster and the pearl. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> the little pearl and the oyster. Sorry. That's I forgot. I've lost my metaphor there. Then later on, you start to realize, and again, with these songs, I had played some of these songs for people, and certainly my father's house was one of them. And I think, how can I say this was another one. And the number of people that were just relating to me and over the course of my life, women in my life, particularly, I will have conversations with who, you know, you talk about something difficult or share something and you realize you're not alone. And so many of us tend to suffer in silence. We're ashamed of these feelings that we have. We're embarrassed by anything that makes us look weak. And so we don't want to be vulnerable. And this whole album is about just completely coming out of that quiet place, that private place and sharing because this is how we realize that we're not alone. 
is by sharing and being vulnerable and allowing ourselves to, and there's a way to do it. I like to be really careful because I'm, there's certain things that the way you share something shouldn't be begging for sympathy. I can get a bad reaction to a song that seems to be demanding. I feel sorry for this person. And I hope, and I, I made every effort to make sure that at least in this case, I wasn't appearing to be begging for sympathy because it isn't what I'm looking for. This is about a certain amount of catharsis and a certain amount of just sharing and hopefully touching people and reaching people and connecting with people who might have had similar experiences to me. I know that I'm not the only person who has had some difficult times in my life, right? Just the idea of this crowded metaphor. And then of course, you know, I couldn't help myself. I had to get 20 voices singing with me at the end. And <laughs> it's funny, it's only a three minute song. And I wanted to extend it. I'm like, it's too short. But, you know, you get to that end and people are starting more voices coming in, more and more voices. And you mentioned Erin Zindel. She's the fiddle on this. She gave it just this really cool vibe. And, you know, just to talk mechanically for a minute, just in the way that all of these songs, I hired people whose instincts I trust. And I did very little manipulating of what they heard. I gave them the songs and asked them to play. And in maybe one or two cases, I didn't use something or asked for something specifically different. For the most part, when they came back to me, I was just elated and I, I couldn't have imagined anything better. You know, I've worn the producer hat before. Of course, I've produced all my own albums, but I've produced a couple of other records for some delightful writers, Sigurd Christensen and Lauren Crane. I worked on a full-length album for her and that was just a joy. Anyway, when you wear that producer hat, you want to make sure you're serving the song. You want to make sure you're not just accepting something as it is. And you do spend time kind of thinking, is this working? Is this not working? And, and in these cases, could something else have worked? Sure. But I was just gobsmacked by the talent. I wrote most of the harmony parts for these songs and just sent them off to the singers that I wanted. And in some cases they said, you know, I found a different note here and I want to try this one there because they all have great instincts. And of course, they were better than what I sent them. And Annie Bacon is somebody I want to mention. And you can keep this on the air or not, make it an outtake. But she's another one I'll connect you with because I think you would just love speaking with her. She's wonderful. And she's a new and close, close friend of mine who will be singing on these live shows. She sang on this album release. But she composed the harmony parts for my Eden. It's just the one song that I was just kind of stuck. Nothing was... So, boy... How about me going all the way back to the beginning? Sorry. So <laughs> I think I've said enough about Crowded. We'll just let that. There's a lot going into that that Annie Caps put into the song. There was a lot motivating it. There's many voices in our heads and many experiences living simultaneously in us. They come out in Annie Caps' song, Crowded, and they go to a good place. Here's Crowded. This place is getting crowded And someone in here shouted fire This place is getting crowded And someone in here shouted fire And now they're climbing out the windows Tripping over egos 
making lots of room for better thoughts to bloom. This place is getting crowded. Sides have been outed. I think I might have sprouted wings. Yeah, my insides have been outed. I think I might have sprouted wings. A little oyster and her pearl, wide open to the world, climbing out of that shell to raise a little hell. This place is getting. Full of people who have different ways of seeing what they know. What I know is when I'm sending up my flare, there's always someone who's been there to say, "You're not alone." This heart was impounded. Now the demons are surrounded by love. This heart was impounded. Now the demons are surrounded by love, and all the space between my ears holds the battle scars and fears of a little girl in pain who learned to love the rain. This place is getting crowded. This place is getting crowded. Annie Caps tells me that she's an introvert, and so when she shares a song like "Crowded," you could assume it's a bad thing. But those last lines, I'm sure, folks convinced you that it's not all bad. When she talks about the demons surrounded by love and a little girl in pain who learned to love the rain, this place is getting crowded. I think you know that there's also healing if you get the right crowd around you, in particular. Thank you, Annie, for sharing that anthem, as you called it. it. The fact that it ended where it did shows me part of the wisdom that you're living out through this album. How can I say this? So, thank you for that song. Thank you again. Once again, you said it more eloquently. But the idea of the healing is for sure a big theme on this one. I was wondering, as I listened through the entire album, if the album itself was the therapy, or were you seeing a therapist? <laughs> Leading up to this, I think there's a therapist in there somewhere. It's not all therapy has to be paid psychotherapist. Uh, sometimes the music is the therapy itself. It's very clear the kind of deep introspection, healing, preparation being held. In Quakers, we talk about holding someone in the light. I have a feeling the light was in encircling you as you were doing this work. I feel really grateful for whatever muse, whatever spirit, whatever courage 
I don't know, that was just coming from me that helped make these songs. And again, I will come back to Songwriting Angels because I wasn't in therapy at the time. I've been in some therapy over the years, but nothing intense. I've always been a self-help girl. You know, I read books and my folk therapy moniker. My t-shirt says folk therapy. And we did years and years ago, gosh, probably early 2000s. Somebody did a review of one of my earlier albums. And I think they said folk therapy in the review. And I was, I'm taking that, stealing it. We made a design and we made t-shirts, folk therapy t-shirts. They were very popular and then they were gone. And so when I was doing this album, I also felt I was getting back to that, dare I say, confessional kind of songwriting (laughs) again. And it felt right. And so we did a Kickstarter to fund the album and the folk therapy t-shirts were going to be a limited edition just for people who contributed to the Kickstarter. Anyway, the therapy is definitely in the act of writing, in the process of writing, I think. Yeah, I've been very healed in the act of writing these songs. Well, Annie, we're going to run out of time here. Again, there will be bonus excerpts on the website, nordenspiritradio.org. There'll be a full uncut version of the interview as well. So Only Sometimes is the last song. Where did you used to live and where do you live? So I grew up in the suburb of Detroit, and then I moved to Ann Arbor. So I've been in the Ann Arbor area for the last 40 years. But we lived, moved to Chelsea, Michigan back in 2005. We lived in a house out there. But the song that we're about to play, Only Sometimes, this is one of the few songs that was started a long time ago. And I started writing it when we lived in that other house. And we moved out of there in 2013. We now are basically three miles from that house. And we are in a really wonderful place. And I love it. But when we first moved out to that house, we came from Ann Arbor, more of a city. I, I'm a city girl at heart. I've always been a city girl at heart. And I think my husband has always been a country bumpkin. You know, he likes land. He likes nature. He likes being outside with land and nature. And I personally like walking around cities and going into shops. And I just love, loved, I should say, that kind of hustle bustle. And I've always imagined myself having one foot in the country and one foot in the city. I've gotten much more... I like the isolation and the quiet of the country. But when we first moved out there, Rod was kind of frequently asking me, you know, are you happy here? And he was always worried that I wasn't happy being that far away from town. And I would always say, no, I I am. I love it here. It's great. And I'm not sure he ever wholeheartedly believed me. So I think the point of this last song is that I am somebody who feel very blessed and very grateful, love my life in so many ways, but I also have kind of a constant longing. I feel like there's a little part of me that is always searching for something more. I've had that little grass is greener mentality sometimes, but I always come back to how really happy I am here. So this song is one of like, I'm really grateful. I love where I am. I'm reached a place in my life where I am settled and I'm comfortable, but the only sometimes part where the chorus is, you ask me if I ever miss the city. And I, I say, I only sometimes do. This might be all I get. So I'm grateful for it. That's how we're going to finish off Annie Cap's Song of the Soul with her song, Only Sometimes. I think that that proves that Annie Capps is not a perfectionist, or maybe there's a little bit of perfectionist in her. You do really, folks, want to listen to the entire album, How Can I Say This? 
You can just search for that name, but you can also go via anniecaps.com. Don't forget all of the wonderful music she makes with her husband, Rod. You find that via maynardmusic.com and a lot more information about them and where they're touring and their upcoming album that they're putting together and so many more good things. But right now, we're going to finish off with appropriate end to some really deep soul-searching disclosure that Annie has given us throughout this interview with this music. But mainly, Annie, I want to thank you for the courage to speak honestly, straightforwardly. It's not easy. There's a lot of things that can detour you from honesty. You stepped past them, and you've brought people. They'll recognize their experiences in your songs. And I thank you for doing that and for sharing with us today for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much, Mark. It's been an absolute delight talking to you again. Again, anticaps.com, maynardmusic.com, and much more uh, links to a lot of the people she had doing this music with her on northernspiritradio.org. We'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. Here is Only Sometimes. Here's my turn, this is me. Second driveway on the right, just before the curve. They don't ever plow this road Might want to take it slowly Welcome to my world Remember Monday's little glimpse of spring It woke the bees And now the hives are all covered up in snow February's fickle that way I am too You know firsthand how long I take to let things go And you ask me If I ever miss the city And I tell you I only sometimes do Across the road, it used to be alive And now those boys are out of work I feel bad for them, I do But I like the quiet Until the neighbor's shotgun fire Takes me out of my comfort And you ask me If I ever miss the city Tell you there's no more neon lights to fade the stars. I swear the moon's a million times bigger out here. It's where I untangle every knot I'm tied up in and let the whole damn world disappear. Soon will be the time for planting. Maybe this year I can finally grow that little garden Yes, I know, I know, I know But just look at all the green Can you believe this is my backyard? So don't ask me if I ever miss the city Cause I'll tell
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.